April Babb here, and I want to share um, some encouragement from the Word of the Lord today. This morning, I'm in Genesis 42, and this is so cool how the Lord will open up His Word for us all. Um, the storyline that's happened so far is the storyline of Joseph, and we see, of course, that Joseph is born to Jacob slash Israel. He is his 11th son, and he is his most beloved son because he is born to his most beloved wife, Rachel. This is Rachel's only son. She has waited many years to be able to have him. And so now he is finally born, the child of promise. And um, so we see a sibling rivalry happening here on a whole new level. His brothers go ahead and put him in a pit with the plan, um, the initial plan to kill him. And thankfully, one of his brothers said, you know, let's don't do that. Let's put him in a pit. And he was going to go back. And that was Reuben. He was going to go back and rescue him. Well... He didn't get there in time, and Joseph was actually sold into slavery, into Egypt, placed in Potiphar's house, a captain of the guard, later thrown into prison for false allegations. Um, but the whole while, Joseph was always a dreamer and um, someone that served Jehovah God, the true God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God that we serve. And so in all of these precarious situations Joseph found himself in, Somehow or another, he always rose to the top of the stack. In Potiphar's house, he was placed in charge and given favor. In the prison, he was placed in charge and given favor. And then we see the third step of his journey is uh, years later, he is brought before Pharaoh of Egypt. Now, this would be pretty much in this day the um, highest uh, ranking person on planet Earth. We're talking about the king of Egypt, the great empire of Egypt. And so he was brought before him through a series of events. Joseph was actually able to help with wisdom and counsel from the Lord to this heathen king. And Pharaoh, what do you know, showed Joseph favor and put him in charge. So um, this is definitely a story where the tables were turned. So in, in Genesis 42, we see that um, all of that has... Um, all of that has occurred, and now Jacob, of course, Joseph's father, who thinks Joseph is dead, by the way. The sons told him years ago, you know, here's his coat. You made him. It's been ripped. There's blood on it. He's been um, killed by a wild animal. And so in Joseph's heart, in Jacob's heart, Joseph is dead. Now Jacob saw. Now that's an important word. I want you to make sure that you um hone in on that. Now Jacob saw that there was grain in Egypt and Jacob said to his sons, that's important. He saw and he said to his sons, why are you staring at one another? I love this. They find themselves in an awful famine and Joseph knew this was coming and this is the advice he gave to Pharaoh in the next seven years of plenty. Let's put back grain so that when this famine hits, we will be prepared and not only to spare our own selves, but to be able to help others. And so the very need that 
the brothers found themselves in, Joseph would be the solution to their need. Um, I just find it so interesting that Jacob, the father, he saw there was grain in Egypt. Now, how would he see there's grain in Egypt? He is in the land of Canaan, which is not going to be um, close enough in proximity that you could actually peek over into Egypt and see grain. No, he didn't see it with his physical eyes. Let's keep reading here in verse 2. And he said, again, Jacob, speaking to these boys, Behold, now again, the word behold means to look. It means to look at something. Behold, I have heard. That's the third trigger word I want you to take note of. Heard that there is grain in Egypt. Go down there and buy some for us so that we may live and not die. These two verses is are pretty much the verses we're going to talk about here for a brief moment. And I hope you're encouraged. Jacob saw there was grain in Egypt. How did he see there was grain in Egypt? Well, he saw that because, in verse 2, he heard that. What uh, principle, the principle that I want up for us to be able to gather from these two verses is this. Many times we have a need in our life that we cannot fathom the solution to. And God has spoken over us things such as, I will meet all of your needs according to my riches in glory. He has spoken things to us such as, if we are in Christ and he is in us and his word abides in us, we shall ask whatever we, um, whatever we need and he will grant to us those requests. These outlandish Almost unbelievable statements God has made to us. It would be like hearing in the middle of a famine, there's grain in Egypt. There's grain in Egypt. And so Jacob did not stop there with just what he heard. No, not at all. He began to see what he had heard. And I don't think he saw it with his physical eyes. He saw it with his heart. He saw it with his godly imagination. And God is telling us today that we need to take what we have heard, what we have read in the scriptures, and we need to be able to see those promises of God in our mind, in our heart, in our godly um, God-inspired imaginations. Because only when we begin to see will we begin to say. And it was what Jacob said to the brothers that was actually the first step in them being not only saved from the famine, which they were, but also, and even more beautifully, reconciled to their brother Joseph. But if Jacob had not first heard, there's grain in Egypt. Second, Saul. Hmm. I can almost picture that grain now. And third said, go and get the grain. They would have not only never been able to reconcile with Joseph, Jacob would have never known his son has been alive this whole time. And not just alive, but has become the savior, literally, of this entire area. But they would have, uh, they would have passed away from the famine. So what famine... What dry place have you found yourself in or your family in that you need to hear something, hear the word of the Lord? Second, you need to see the word of the Lord. If God says to you that 
Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Talking about Jesus. If he said it, then he meant it. And so when I read these verses, I don't need to just hear them. I need to see them. I need to see that when I keep my mind focused and set on Jesus, I will be at perfect peace. And then when I begin to see it, I begin to say it. And this is where it's powerful because when I say it, it multiplies the effectiveness of the word. When I hear it, it's for me. When I see it, it's for me. But when I say it, did you notice that he said it to the brothers? And it didn't just save Jacob, it saved his whole family. I encourage you today, in your area of life of famine, there's no food, there's no water. There's lack in everything you see. Begin to hear the word, begin to see the word, and begin to say the word. I bless you all today in the name of the Lord Jesus. And I declare over you that the word of God toward you is for you. He is for you, not against you. He desires for you to be blessed. He desires for you to walk in peace and love and grace. And so as we close out this podcast, going through the word together, I just hope that you have been encouraged to hear See and say in the name of the Lord Jesus. Have a blessed day, everybody.